0: There's been some controversies recently uh, around the idea of false claims of indigenous heritage. There's been a scandal around former judge, prominent academic Mary Ellen Turpel Lafont, who has claimed Cree descent, although evidence has come forward recently to suggest that that's not the case. Uh, there was earlier this year a professor at Emily Carr University in Vancouver who resigned after allegations emerged that she had faked claims of having indigenous heritage. There was a story last year about a professor at the University of Saskatchewan, similar situation. Even Alberta's own premier has come under fire for claiming some indigenous heritage, despite, again, evidence to the contrary. So it's an interesting issue because it's not the sort of thing that people should be dishonest about. But at the same time, I think Canadians themselves do have some curiosity about this. And so, for people to, to learn that indeed maybe they have Indigenous ancestry that they, they didn't know about, you know, it, it opens up a, a different part of, of your own family tree, your own history, and maybe something that you want to learn more about. So, all of this uh, brings us to the next conversation here. There was some, some interesting research done on how Canadians feel about all of this. Uh, Leger surveyed uh, just over 1,500 Canadians. Now, in the Canadian population, 5% identify as Indigenous. The survey uncovered that an additional 1 in 10 Canadians say they are uncertain about whether they might have some Indigenous ancestry. 40% of that group say they plan to investigate those identities further. So, so there is some, some real curiosity there. people want to know. And, and that's why there's such fascination, I think, with, you know, these... Uh, DNA family tree websites. People just want to know about their ancestors and know parts of their own family history that maybe hadn't been that they didn't know about. What's interesting though here is a considerable portion of Canadians, 45% believe that false claims of indigenous heritage are on the rise and it's something that the Canadians take a rather dim view of. 72% of Canadians say questions around indigenous ancestry are a serious issue and they are bothered by false claims. I think understandably so. Uh, joining us for some further thoughts on all of this, and uh, someone who's involved in this research, consulted on it, uh, Daniel Volth is a Métis political scientist at the University of Calgary, joins us on the line here this morning. Professor Volth, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Good
1: morning. So good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: It feels like this has been a, a bigger issue as of late. At least we've had some high-profile controversies that, that maybe have fed into that perspective. But I don't know. Are we hearing more? Are we talking more about this these days?
1: I think we are. Um, I think part of it is um, the issue is also that these claims are getting more attention when they uh, become when they're found to be you know debunked or challenged. That that is drawing a fair bit of attention. There was, I mean, I'm sure folks on the who are listening will remember there. There was a time when we didn't talk about indigenous anything mm-hmm. right and, and and so we're in an era where we're we're talking a lot more about indigenous issues indigenous identity indigenous you know you know aspirations and so this is a natural i think element of of that new you know type of conversation is we're going to talk about a wider range of things so i i think you're right i think we are talking about it more um and and i think that's good i think that's a good thing
0: yeah, that's the interesting side of it, right? And I mean, you know, the idea that people want to know about the heritage, the people that would be proud to, to, to have, you know, in, indigenous uh, ancestry or, or part of the, their family tree, they want to embrace that and, uh, you know, talk about that, as you say. I mean, that, that is a positive. So how does it get into that territory then where it, it starts to, to take on some negative connotations around, you know, false claims, for example?
1: You bet, you bet, and I think that I think that's a, that's that is the most important question I think that we're dealing with here. And I want to I just want to also reiter, reiterate your point. Um, it's good people people should go on Ancestry and ca and do their genealogies or head over to the Glenbow. The Glenbow has a wonderful resource for helping to track your family history. You know, if you find yourself in Winnipeg, a lot of a lot of Western Canadians will can go to you know Hudson's Bay Company archives. It's it's a pastime. It's fun, and that's okay. The thing that I think becomes a little bit more interesting is two points on, on sort of two two halves of a of a coin, two sides of a coin. The first side is for folks um, who we 've been seeing in the news the, for the most part those folks didn 't have indigenous ancestry at all they, they maybe had some vague story that they just kind of built around or in some cases they just made it up for themselves. so in that case we have and I think the survey data really captured this well. People don't like that, right? The public said, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not okay. And I think that's very heartening for folks in my field being like, no, the, the public doesn't like that when you just make this empty claim up. On the other side of the coin, For folks who go and do ancestry or in that sort of thing, I think that the, once you discover, if if you discover, you know, you know, interesting people in your family tree, the next question that's a little bit more challenging is, what do you do with that? Right? For, so I have colleagues, you know, who, who that is their story, you know, that they did find interesting people in their, interesting indigenous people in their family history. And they had to, they really went through a process of, trying to come home to those communities and it was a process and they you know really took their time before they started claiming you know that they were members of these communities that it was a really deliberate very ethical process um and then there's other folks who you know this this happens tends to happen more in in eastern canada in quebec in the maritimes where you just have folks that find you know a 10 times grandmother who might have been native and you build yeah. this entire identity around that. And that one we've, we, we, have tried to, we've in the, in the field, in the, in, in our teaching, we've been trying to teach people, maybe that's not the right way to do it. Maybe it's an interesting thing about yourself and that's great. But you know, this, that next question of what do I do with this? That's a little bit more challenging.
0: Right. So why why do people make that claim? Is, is there some cachet to it? it, it, it is, I mean, I, I do think in some cases it could be almost a, a shield from criticism if someone takes a provocative view on something affecting indigenous relations or policies. And then to say, oh, hey, you know, I, I have a, I had a, a Métis grandmother, for example, is, is so somehow that that shields them from criticism. I mean, is that part of it?
1: I think that is part of it. Um, I want to, I always, when, and, you know, and for all the folks listening and for you too, you know, come take my Introduction to Indigenous Studies course at U Calgary in the fall. You know, everyone's welcome. And we'll talk about that, you know. And one of the things that I say in that course, and I, we, we kind of work through together in the room, is, you know, being you know being an indigenous person doesn't mean you have no responsibilities to you know be careful about what you say and to you know that we shouldn't we shouldn't lean on that your identity can you know maybe maybe we shouldn't think of our identities as shields from saying really things that maybe are not that thoughtful mm-hmm. right so that's a, i think you're right that you know and we want to maybe try and teach people to be thoughtful all the time no matter who they are right i think that might be the might be the one one part of that but i think the other part of it too is particularly for the folks who we've been hearing about in the news who don't have any Indigenous ancestry at all. Um, the, the, the challenge for a lot of Indigenous communities is these people seem to be gobbling up really important jobs, in part because of their experiences and what they've told people their experiences are, and all of them build these really elaborate experiences of like poverty and sadness and you know overcoming adversity because of their you know overcoming racism like none of that is true right and and so these experiences are also sort of fabricated in a lot of these circumstances that play to negative stereotypes but also just plain old-fashioned aren't true right and that's and that's i think the thing that really bothers a lot of folks
0: and that's the thing and so i mean how do we counter that or what's the response to that
1: You know, honestly, my my view. uh, So maybe just because I'm, you know, I teach at the university and I do research at the university. For me, it's always about education, and we gotta be we gotta be okay with, um, you know, I I say this to my students all the time. You know, we gotta be okay with being wrong, and we gotta be and we can't, you know, we gotta be okay with learning new things and thinking. Oh, you know, I used to I used to handle this question this way, and you know, maybe I shouldn't handle it anymore because I've, you know, learned more things. So I do think that you know, spending a little bit of time you know thinking working with other folks in the classroom or in your community or in your you know in whatever in your family talking about these things that that will be helpful that's a form of education um that you know you come to i think more likely to find or you know more thoughtful more thoughtful conclusions on a lot of these things but i think also i think also that we just have to be okay you know i I'll, I'll tell you a quick story so you know I grew up always knowing that I was a member of the Métis Nation. I'm a, I have a card in almost every of the national, of the Western affiliates. I start, you know, my first one's from, uh, from uh, Manitoba Métis Federation. Like, I got that as soon as I was able to when I was 18, because everyone in my family does that. Right. But I remember, and this is, I think, to your point about why it's happening more, you know, my grandmother... I remember I was going to visit her, and she we were chatting about this, and she said, oh, come here, Daniel, I want to show you something. And she carried a little fanny pack, right, it was, as was the style at the time, and she would take out her card, and she wouldn't even take it all the way out, and she would just show it to me from inside her fanny pack. Because she, I don't know, she thought maybe there's a drone watching or something like that that might capture it. But it captures, this is part of the change that it's good that we're talking about this more, because there's a whole generation of folks who are probably listening who thought, i can't talk about this this thing this would being an indigenous person would destroy my career yeah. not help it right and so we are changing a lot of the ways that we're we're thinking about this but we have to i think really be careful about the way that we deploy these conversations if that makes sense you know
0: yeah some interesting points we'll leave it there daniel thanks so much for the insight on all this Appreciate you make some time for us here today